Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. So let us pray. Father, we give you praise, we give you honor, we thank you for another opportunity to gather at your table. The Bible says the entrance of your word brings life and it makes the simple wise. So today, in the name of Jesus, we come for wisdom, we come for light, we come for life. And we ask for utterance for me, Lord, and understanding for my people. At the end, we'll give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to take my text today from the book of Romans where we started um, sharing from on Thursday. Romans chapter 8. I'll read the first two verses. Romans chapter 8. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. It says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. My emphasis will be on verse 2, really. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And that's the reason why there is therefore now no condemnation. So there is a limit to what man can say or do that will affect your outcome in life when you operate under certain laws. So what Paul was saying in effect is this. Uh, two laws govern life on earth. Is that the law of sin and death or the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus? You see, it's amazing that Paul will look at life and define life by the operations of laws. Science has since proven that on earth forces work. So laws operate. I'll give you an example. We know that to dwell on earth, you must be ready to be subjected to the law of gravity. Right? Now, it does not matter whether you are educated or not. And it does not matter whether you agree with the law of gravity or not. The truth is, this law is in existence. God created the system with the force of gravity. And this law defines this force. And what is gravity, by the way? That is, look, whatever goes up must come down. And everybody must continuously be in a state of minimum potential. I'll explain. That is, a place of rest where you are comfortable. You can't fall below the level you are. And you can always rise from there. But to rising, you have to contend with the law of gravity. That's where I'm going. So we all operate under the law of gravity. We are subjected to the law of gravity here on earth. Somebody says, from the simple action of a ripe apple falling from the tree, gravity, or to where we really are shooting satellites into space, or rockets into space, or traveling to the moon. Is it all consider gravity as it were? And you see, to want to act contrary to gravity is to try to do the impossible. Except you have a deliberate mission for which you are prepared and for which you really are ready to contend with gravity. For example, try to jump over a 10-foot wall. You're looking for trouble. 
or try to jump down from a hundred foot wall unaided. See what I mean? Gravity will prove to you that he's in existence. And that was what Paul was saying. Everything we do on earth is governed by spiritually the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus or the law of sin and death. I haven't said that much because I said quite a lot on Thursday I would like you to pick the tape to give you more latitude at studying the word. The question would be what is the law of sin and death? I tried to explain it on Thursday so that would take us back to creation to the first time we saw man on the face of the earth. The Bible said God created everything that needed to be created before he created man. So God made everything available for man. Glory be to God in the highest. So lastly, he made the man. So man was created into a no-lack environment. Everything you ever need has been made available. But God did something. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, I'll read quickly. And he reads, Then the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. That is, he planted a garden and everything needed was present in the garden including minerals, rivers, mountains, forests, name it. And the Lord now commanded man in verse 16, saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, of every tree. Now, listen to me. If God had just put man there without a word, then there would be no problem. May he put man there with an instruction. So he began to give man the principles by which things will work well in the system. A law that governs man's existence was given. He commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Now I want you to understand that in that same garden was the tree of life. And he says you can eat of all trees, including the tree of life. But there was a tree that he didn't want you to eat, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what will be the consequences of eating of this tree? You will surely die. Not that you will die, you will surely die. And of course, you know the rest of the story. Man, through Eve, they both ate. And the Bible says the moment they ate, something happened to them. The way the Bible puts it, their eyes opened open to what? Knowledge of good and evil. Which then tells us that man was operating the spirit of life before the fall. Man had no knowledge of sin whatsoever. But look, the guiding principle, which of course is the law that governed the system, said, eat everything. The day you eat this, you will die. So man went against that law. And for every law that you abuse, there are consequences. For any system governed by certain principles, if you go against that principles, you suffer the consequences. It's like the man that will jump down, like I said, a hundred foot wall unaided. Ah, if he survives, he will stay many days or weeks in the hospital. It's just the way it is. And so man fell. Guess what? Man realized immediately that he was naked. Wow. So how was he before then? He wasn't naked. He was crowned with God's glory. He was radiant. He was gorgeous. He was beautiful. He was the reigning king on earth. Right now, in the name of Jesus, wherever he's trying to make you naked in life, I rebuke in the name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> I say it again. Every force of nakedness against you, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. So what did man do? Man went to take leaves to cover himself. So man began to make an attempt to go back to where he used to be. Man struggled with that. And what happened? One, they were naked. Two, they became so ashamed. Three, they became fearful. More so that when God came for a fellowship, like it was his pattern throughout before the fall, he came walking. But guess what? They were so scared. They were ruled by fear that they fled. So you can begin to see some qualities in them that was not there before. Fear, shame, nakedness, and futile attempt to succeed. Now, these defines the laws of sin and death. Because God told them, said, the day you eat of this, you will surely die. So please eat everything, but not this. But they ate it. So death started to reign. So how did the law of sin and death come to be? From disobeying the word of God. He is the creator. He is the only creator that was not created. Every other thing or man or being is created. And the least you can do is to listen to the creator on how to live blessed in this created system. So that's the law of sin and death. That was when sickness began to reign. Because sin has its own qualities. Fear, failure, shame, death, sickness... Poverty, name it. Imagine those who were reigning in the garden suddenly began to flee. You know why? They were kings before, but now they were slaves. How? They didn't submit to anybody. They were only walking by the instructions of God, the Creator. But on earth was serpent. And for the first time, they came under the instruction of another created being, not the Creator, the devil. And so they became the slave of the devil. They became a slave to devilish habits, the law of sin and death. And I want you to understand too that on earth the population was just two. I mean one, two, not two billions, no. Not two trillions, no, I mean two. Adam and Eve. And so every human being that will walk the face of the earth was concealed in them. And that's why the Bible says that look, when Adam fell, he carried us in his bosom through that realm. He cut us from the realm of life into the realm of sin and death. And that's why when David fell committing atrocities, the one we recorded particularly committing adultery with Bathsheba and then murdering the husband. And God came heavily against him because that was contrary to the laws of God. And he was so repentant. Guess what he said in Psalms 51? He said it was in sin that I was conceived. And it was in sin I was born. That is, every man born of a woman was conceived in sin. And every man born of a woman was born in sin. And so he has no other way than to live a life of sin. It's just like the law of motion that we have on earth. Said everybody comes to be in a state of rest, that is inertia, or continuous motion, non-stop, I mean unstoppable. Except it is acted upon by an impressed force. So in other words, if I leave this thing here until a force either moves this pulpit or this podium or this building, this thing will remain like this forever. If I can get something moving on a frictionless surface, if you keep on moving forever, except some forces act on it. Of course, many forces can act on such a thing. One gravity can act. Friction can act. 
the sheer force of the wind can act but if there's no force that object will continue to run forever until something external acts on it it's the same way with human beings we continue that way in sin until god intervenes hallelujah and it must be external so you talk of the law of sin and death every human being is subject to it like every human being is subject to the law of gravity on earth I know I'm challenging a lot of intelligent people now to go do some research please do and do it with an open mind and please call me for a discussion I believe there's a reason why we're looking at what we're looking at today so back to that Romans in chapter 8 in verse 2 it says the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So we just looked at the law of sin and death. What about the law of spirit of life? Again, we can go back to the garden as it were. The Bible said the moment they fell, what happened to them? They became fearful, they became ashamed, they became naked. And they tried. Covering with leaves, of course. What will leaves cover? Leaves. The moment you cut leaves, it's dead. It starts to dry. So what are you covering? Until God, in His infinite mercy, looked at them so pitifully and decided <laughs> to bring the skin of an animal. He killed an animal that did not commit sin. So, spilled the blood of an animal to get the skin of the animal and covered them with the skin of the animal. The skin did not wither that easily. The skin remained good. But remember, he is demonstrating something. They saw that sin must die. Now they've died a death which is spiritual, which has brought shame, sickness, fear, defeat. They didn't die physically. The only way we see it physically was all they suffered. But the animal was physically killed. Substitution. His blood was shed. No wonder they could still live to be 100 and 200 and 300 or 400. Remember the way they lived in those days? Because there was a substitution and there was a covering for them. But learn another lesson. Their own attempt to cover failed. It was God that brought a cover. And by that, God was demonstrating that the problem that humanity has subjected himself to, the slavery that we sold ourselves into, will only be abated and stopped through the sacrifice of blood. In fact, the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Are you here with me? Praise God. And so God was demonstrating that there will come a time when the Lamb of God will have to physically and spiritually and emotionally substitute for humanity. Given that the one that represented us, Adam, had sold out and was now a slave, it will take another Adam and of course the last Adam to come to rescue humanity back and that's where Jesus came in. And that's why Paul will say, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, the question I'm sure you are asking now is, How can I access the law of the spirit of life? Or is it possible? Oh, yes, it is possible. And I'll show you in a minute. Whoever heard the verse is common. John 3, 16, that reads, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Hey, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You ever read it before? I'm sure you remember from primary school, if you went to a Christian school, or you had some Christian friends, I mean, growing up. 
for God in this soul love, motivated by love, with love, tender mercies, care. He will not leave us to continue to be slaves where we should be reigning as kings because he created us with dominion. Come on. Genesis 1.26. So the devil tricked us. You got it. He tricked us. And so even in the Bible, makes it clear that he is the God of this world. He wasn't created to be the God of this world. We were created to be the God of this world. But he is the God of this world. Why? He tricked man. But the truth is this, that it's not every man that will be subjected to his rule. There will be men walking the face of the earth even today and tomorrow that will walk free from the domination of the law of sin and death. And they are the ones that will believe in the love of God and believe his begotten son dying in their place just like he slaughtered the goat and gave the skin. Jesus came out as a substitute. He came to be our substitute. Because the sin into which we were born, the sin by which we live, we have to be paid for. And that's why it's a substitutional work. And that's what he came to do. He was born and he gave his life on the cross. Given that he said that he was killed, he was killed. Come on, read the Bible. He said, no, no, no. He said, of my own volition, I laid down my life. And when I was done, I picked it up again. It's in the Bible. He says, look, he said, greater love has no man than for a man to lay down his life for his friends. He laid down his life for us. He was the one represented symbolically in the garden. He actually did it. And God is saying, if anyone believes you will have eternal life. You will not perish. You will not die as a slave under the devil. Two laws govern everything we do on earth. And so you just see people walking down the street. We are not all the same. You don't know what is operating in the life of anybody until you interact with them or begin. You see the fruits in their lives. So the law of the spirit of life is always in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. So what were we expected to do as it were? Like I said, believe. That's all. So what's the action point? I'm to believe. Remember the jailer that was in charge of Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16? The Bible says Paul and Silas were unjustly arrested and they were thrown into prison, hands and feet in stocks, broken backs. And then at night, they prayed and they sang praises. And said all other prisoners were hearing them. And the Bible said all of a sudden there was an earthquake. The Holy Ghost came down and every chain and every shackle, every door that was binding was broken. The chain broken, doors flung open. Every one single prisoner that day in the prison was set free. And the amazing thing was that while this was happening, the prison warden was fast asleep. By the time he woke up and he saw that these men were all free, walking around, talking and praising God, guess what he wanted to do? Commit suicide. Because he thought many of them would have escaped. No, 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 no. They were not just free from the chains of the hands, from the shackles of the feet, from the doors that were caging them in. They were free in their minds. Something changed about them. And so when the guy was trying to commit suicide, Paul said, from the dark domain where they were put, say, hey, stop that. Don't do that. We're all here. Nobody's gone anywhere. We're in a beautiful fellowship with the Spirit of God. He couldn't believe it. He brought the light. He walked through every cell. He saw everybody counting the number of heads. Everybody was there, beaming with joy and praising God. Oh my goodness. You know what he did? He went to Paul and Silas. He said, please, what should I do to be saved? Because what I'm seeing here is freedom. You see, the problem is that some people are seemingly free, but they are bound. 
not take people at face value. Don't even be deceived by positions. Oh, some exalted positions, some lofty. Until you are free in your mind, you are a prisoner. Did you hear me? Yeah. Until the man is free in his mind, he is a prisoner. So the man came and said, what can I do? Guess what Paul said. He said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. Why did I go all this round? To bring you back to John 3.16 that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him will not believe. So what do you mean believe? Go back and just follow what I've been saying from the beginning. You get what I mean. You need the substitution. There's no vacuum in nature. God never did. If you ever hear I go something free, no, somebody's picking up the cost. Somebody's paying the price. In Christianity, he said, we are saved by grace, which is true. It's not of our works of righteousness. Romans make it clear. Ephesians make it clear. I say, we are saved by grace. What does that mean? That somebody paid the price for our sins. Somebody substituted for us. So when we talk of grace, 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 I'm who I am today by the grace of God. Come on, First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. I am tied with God today. The one you know, and all the good virtues here, and all the struggles here, and all the victories here in Christ. It's the grace of God. It's not because I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm more intelligent. No, it's the grace of God. So what is grace? Grace is when you begin to get what you know you don't deserve. When you are treated far better than you deserve. So, what happens? So you just come here and it happens? No, it's because somebody is making all efforts to make sure that you get there. Somebody is paying the price. Jesus paid the price. That's what we're saying. And what Paul was saying that Jesus has paid the price. I'm not ruled by the law of sin and death. I may be in this system and everybody around me may be ruled by that system. I'm not ruled by it because the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free. I'm not bound by that law. Let me explain it again in terms of forces that you can understand. What do you think would make a rocket fly up? Because the rocket is operating another law. Which law? The law of aerodynamics. What about this law? That's the law that takes it according to the law of gravity and then supersedes the law of gravity. Satisfies the law of gravity and surpasses. And so it can bow through. And it's the same thing. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus supersedes the law of sin and death. But it is for the one who is in Christ Jesus. Do you get it? And who is this one? The one that has come to believe that he died for me. He paid the price. You know what? For God made him sin who knew no sin. Jesus became sin. He never committed a sin, but he became the sin nature. That we, you and I, might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So my freedom is because Jesus paid the price. He took my place. Now, not to agree with him and not to believe him or to accept that act of love by God will mean I will have to pay my own price. I have to pay for the cost of my sin with my own life, with my own blood. And the truth is this, it can never be adequate. Because it requires an unblemished lamb, the one that never sinned. The Bible says he was tempted with every kind of temptation that you and I have been tempted with. And yet he never committed a sin, the book of Hebrews. So the Bible now tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, said, If any man now be in Christ, remember, he said, The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free. Hallelujah. So if any man now be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he said, He's a new creation. What does that mean? He's not governed by the law of sin and death, except as he allows it. If anyone be in Christ, is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. What does that tell you? It's always a new beginning for you. No matter how horrible your yesterday was, you have a new beginning today. 
you ever read of his messages are new every morning yeah he's the one that can really take advantage of the new message of god every day but the man under the law of sin and death no matter how new the mercies are he's a slave to sin oh i feel the fire he doesn't like it but he cannot help it before i continue to conclude on this matter let me just quickly show you something in this same scripture look at romans chapter 7 now what you find in romans chapter 7 is you see paul saying hey there's a struggle life itself is a struggle that's what paul was saying there he said, a lot of times you know what is good and you want to do it but you struggle to do it sometimes you're not able to do what you want to do you want to do good that you're able to do and the bad i don't want to do is what you find yourself doing and you have a struggle all the time that's because this man knows good and bad this man knows how to be good and this man wants to be good but he has a struggle verse 2 says for i delight in the law of god that is romans 7 22 for i delight in the law of god according to the inward man my spirit man so the law of god is in my spirit man and that's for the person who is in christ the person who is not in christ does not have that he's a slave so the person who is not in christ does not have a struggle he's a slave to sin he's a slave to habits he's a slave to all the vices of the devil to fear to sickness to all kinds of things so he said for i delight in the law of god according to the inward man he said but i see another law did you hear that in my members what do you mean by members in my flesh warring against the law of my mind and bringing me to captivity to the law of sin which is in my members so the law of sin and death employ my members my flesh my body to bring me into captivity but there's a law in my spirit man the law of god but there is a law in my members that cooperate with the law of sin and death to bring me to captivity three then in chapter eight it says but there's no condemnation for me because i'm in christ jesus because how does the law in my members bring me to captivity condemnation guilt fear but in christ jesus i'm set free that's why it says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. And so you cannot accuse me. My flesh may be yearning, but my spirit man will not agree. So I have some measure of control. So I have a law in my system now, the law of the spirit of life in my spirit being that supersedes the law of life if I yield to it so i have to constantly make my choices i'm not just a slave to sin that oh once it grabs me i go no i can resist and i choose the law of the spirit of life so i'm free except as i make my choices romans 5 17 says if by one man's offense remember we said that adam when his bosom when he committed that atrocity in the garden he committed sin and then we're all subjected to sin see by one man's offense death remember uh-huh the law of death started to rain rain through that one through adam say much more can you see that those who receive the abundance of grace see we're talking grace now what's grace those who have a line behind the one that substitutes for them jesus christ those who have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness we reign in life hey 
in life through the one Jesus Christ. So what am I saying? The love, the spirit of life has set me free. I'm no longer a slave to sin, a slave to habit, to fear, to defeat. To no, 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 no. No matter how much the devil try to make me feel that way, no, I know who I am by the grace of God. So I reign in life as a king. Hallelujah! I make a choice. So how does it apply to our times? I know the days are evil. I know these are desperate times. Come on, the infectious corona or COVID-19. And everybody's shaking. Yeah, well, we need to be wise with it. I agree with you perfectly. But please don't give in to fear. Fear is of the devil. Let me remind you again. Job said the thing I fear the most has happened to me. is what you fear that you get. We are not playing down the fact that this thing is there and it's infectious. But why should I be ready for him to take my neck? No, no, no. I will resist. Why? The love, the spirit of life, I said, made me free. By, hallelujah. So I will obey all the instructions as it were. I will wear my face mask. Hallelujah. Come on, do the needful, first of all. I will maintain social distance. That's right. I don't need to go anywhere if I don't have to go out. I want to stay at home. It gives me opportunity to have more time with God and my family. Glory be to God in the highest. And I will take to all the laws of hygiene. But much more than that is the fact that it will not affect me in the name of Jesus. I am free. That's what I'm saying. And you can begin to stand your ground knowing fully well that you are now in Christ Jesus and you are not a slave to all these things anymore. Glory be to God in the highest. So what am I saying? You reign in life over sickness. You reign in life over poverty. You reign in life over fear. You reign in life over defeat. You reign in life over shame. Why? Because you are created to have dominion. You are created to reign as a king in life. And that's why the abundance of grace you received by believing in him and the gift of righteousness you received by believing in him qualifies you to reign. So stop seeing yourself as a slave. When they say something is happening, you ask, oh, it's like it happen to me first. If you're a child of God, why don't you think the other way? After all, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you. And it's quickening your mother body. It's strengthening you as it were. Hallelujah. So start to reign. That's what I'm saying. That's who you are. So no matter how down you've gone, no matter how low you are falling, you can begin to rise today in the name of Jesus. You can begin to rise. Depends on what you know and your conviction in life. That's why the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. Faith of what? Faith in the word of God. Faith in what God has said and what God has done. Hallelujah. And what is faith? I come to agreement with what God is saying about me. What God says he has given me. I am in agreement with it. In spite of what I said, no. But God says this, so I lash into that. I heard into that. That's what I mean. That's why in Colossians chapter 2 verse 10, the Bible says, I am complete in him, in Christ, in whom, in him. Who is the head of all principalities and powers? So if anyone be found him, is a new creature. If anyone be found him, he's complete. If one will be found in him, he reigns in life as a king. If one will be found in him, he's the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that's why you can police say, You are this, no, I'm not. Probably referring to the dead type who is now resurrected in Christ Jesus into a new being. Hallelujah. So when Paul says, The law of the spirit of life in Christ has set me free from love, sin, and death, that's what he's saying. He's talking victory in life, he's talking of an overcoming life. It starts from your spirit, man. And of course, your mind, come to terms with it and agree with him. What you are not in your mind, you cannot be in the physical. That's faith. I close with this. Ephesians 1 verse 3. It says, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You see, the thing is this. Whatever blessing you don't see concluded in the spirit, you can't get in the physical. If you get it in physical, it's by chance. And anything you get by chance, you go by chance. But in Christ Jesus, every blessing that God ordained for humanity from the creation 
is mine. I can begin to aspire for it. I can begin to go for it in the name of Jesus. That's what it means. Seeking your body today, begin to go for the fact that by stripes you are healed. Who stripes? Jesus. Pay the price. By stripes I am healed in Christ Jesus. So how do I lay appropriate in this thing? Now that I know I am in Christ Jesus, now that I've come to see it in the word, I remember we talked about meditation. So begin to consider it. Begin to think about it. Begin to say to yourself in your inner being. Begin to say to yourself in your mind. Your body will tell you, but you are about to die, but you are sick, but you are saying in my mind, by my spirit, man, I know Christ has died for me. He took some beatings for me. By his stripes, I'm here. So your body is saying you're dying. You're saying, no, but by his stripes, I'm healed. You're talking to yourself. By his stripes, I'm healed. I'm not rejecting medical attention. They're doing their best and I'm praying that it works. But I'm saying to myself, no, no, no. I will come out. I'm not going to die. I will live. And the glory of God, you're speaking to yourself. Otherwise, you'll be speaking the language of your body. And that's why I see the same people who come in, the same affliction, and one that you think will go will not go, the one that you think should not go will not go, depending on the state of their minds. What are you feeding your mind? Paul is saying, please get wise. Know what God has done for you through Christ Jesus. Take it in, meditate day and night. It will supersede always the law of sin and death. Let me add as I close. At any time in your life, it is your faith. It is what you believe that will determine your sustainability. You say, what do you mean by that? The fact that I'm born again and I'm in him. Oh yes, that's positionally yes. But because now I'm confronted with an issue. Will I allow the issue to overrule and so I subject myself to the weight of the problem? Or because I see everybody falling? Or will I remind myself by the Spirit of God that no, 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 no. Yes, this is true. It's a fact. But you see, you can overcome. Because you are completing Him who is the head of all principalities and power. You can overcome because He always calls us to triumph. You can overcome because by His stripes you are healed. You can overcome because He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ever think or As long as you are in Christ Jesus, you can overcome. So, will you rather now begin to listen to the voice of the adversity or the voice of God, which is the voice of life from within you? That's what I'm saying. Life is a fight. That's why the Bible always encourages us to say, fight the good fight of faith. It's not saying draw a sword. No, no, no. Say, overcome by the power of the word in your heart. I see you an overcomer. I see you getting out of that bed and coming out with a shout of glory in the name of Jesus. I see you resisting the devil and I see him fleeing from you. I see you lifting up your hand and declaring the blessings of God over your life even when it looks like everything is dry. Because you attract what you meditate upon. And that's why it is said that faith attracts. Fear is negative faith. It attracts you. So if you are not afraid, you are not living under fear. You are living by faith. Faith will bring what you expect. In spite of what you see. Like the jello, I'm sure you're asking the question. So what must I do to be able to get into this realm? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall be saved. You and your household. Believe. What does it mean to believe? He died for you. He laid down his life for you. He had no business coming here. But he came just for you and for me. Once you begin to see it personally. And know fully well that, oh, look, look, look. I was born in sin. I was conceived in sin. So... Definitely. Even if you don't want to do that, come and judge yourself. Will you say you are not a sinner? But you see, he has come to save you from that weight of sin. 
and saving from the weight of sin is saving from all the shackles and all the qualities that sin carries along and all the vices that come along with sin so you can reign in life you can walk above you can soar above that level so what am I saying the will is yours God doesn't force anybody that very same day that jailer knelt down and said please pray for me you were saved God wants to do anything in your life God wants to put you over he wants you to reign in life as a king regardless of the history of your family can I pray with you Father we give you praise we give you honor for your word that has come clearly and thank you for utterance and thank you for understanding I ask Lord that this word will fulfill the mandate for which it's been sent forth in the lives of all my hearers in Jesus name and that for this who have given their lives that it will quicken them Lord establish them early using them for your glory and for others that they will overcome whatever is against them whatever is enslaving them in the name of Jesus and together we will all be giving you glory as it is expected of us in Jesus name we give you all the praises in Jesus name we pray Amen now if you are seeking your body in the name of Jesus I rebuke that sickness I rebuke it whatever the nature in the name of Jesus I say I rebuke you in the name of Jesus because by his stripes you are healed so rise and be healed in the name of Jesus yes you can be healed and yes you are being healed right now so rise and be healed in Jesus name I release the peace of God over your lives and over your homes. Let the joy of the Lord never stop bubbling like a water fountain in your life, in your marriages, in your homes, in the name of Jesus. Remember, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Amen. that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12th Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. PO Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.